0: <clears throat> All right, ladies and gentlemen, before I start, I just want to say a little something. I really hope somebody picks that phone up because I called it. And what I'm talking about? I'm talking about My Hero Academia's newest chapter, chapter 210. I called it. And god damn it, if it doesn't actually feel good. So, what do I mean when I say I called it, what happened? Well, before I spoil the chapter for you, let's just, you know, recap the events. and Let's let's just say that, you know, this chapter is another great chapter, but, you know, it just feels like, again, something is about to happen, something big, and they're just stalling a little bit. However, still amazing, these teasings and things like that, it doesn't really, you know, make me angry, just actually holds me over a little bit until I see the next thing. So, Deku's team goes on, they're attacking, they're uh, trying to, you know, keep it together. However, um, Deku's just, you know, going as fast as possible on top of the um, structures and whatnot, and then he meets Monoma. Monoma is trying to provoke Deku as best as he can. It's very possible that he has copied Shinzo's quirk, so that's why he's provoking Deku. We're not sure if that's why. Maybe he's copied another um, quirk, but it's very much possible that he has uh, copied Shinzo's quirk. That's why he's provoking Deku with saying many different things, one of them including that um, maybe... Deku, you know, just because he has a power, just he thinks he's righteous, that's why the world is going to shit. But his actions and he, the way he talks and basically everything made me think of something. Now, before I continue with Shinzo, let's just say what the hell happens in the um, manga, which I think it's really interesting. Well, before I continue with the theories, now, um, then we hear somebody say, yeah, and uh, we, you know, I actually didn't see it in the manga, but Deku actually hears it, and then those guys hear it, the good guys, basically class 1A, and they're sure it's not them, because they're standing right there, and, you know, Shinsu's trying to, you know, make them talk and say, what? So, it was really cool to see that happen. Now, then we get to see some of the powers of Class 1B. So, Class 1B has some interesting powers. However, some of them don't... One of them actually doesn't seem that inspired. Why? Mainly because one of them has the power to make things really, really large. And those are for non-living things. And the way that is used... It's just, you know, they throw big stuff. And I just thought that I have seen this kind of power, exact same power, used the exact same way in the um, provisional license exam. It was from another school, the guy who wore a ninja suit, and they tried to, you know, swarm Todoroki, and his power was exactly this. Now, I don't know why... would be an identical quirk here like this i mean i actually you know i can feel how she got into the hero course i mean just you know make them huge hit the robots with it fine but my problem is like horikoshi so far hasn't shown us like you know identical quirks like this we have seen some quirks that were similar but that was a joke like tetsu 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 or kirishima But this kind is just, I I don't dare say lazy. Maybe he forgot, but it's still a little bit weird. The other one is that they can actually control an object. um, And, you know, it can't be too heavy, otherwise they can't control it much. Then we had this kid who had two impact uh, as a power. If something, you know, explodes for the first time, that's one impact then he can control the second impact at any time he wants. Any time. And that impact is going to be much bigger than the last one. So we actually see this power in use. He does it. And it's really impressive. I mean, it just goes boom. And holy crap, if it isn't powerful. It's super powerful. And You know, if used right, this is going to be... You know, a game-changer when it comes to, you know, fighting people, rescuing people, things like that. So, yeah, they, they actually have some really good powers. So, we don't actually see Shinso, but then what what gets interesting. We see Gran Torino. And um, Gran Torino's talking to uh, Toshinori, talking about basically one for all and how... Um, Nana Shimura actually talked about the insides of the one for all, as she also had seen that. Now, that's very interesting, and Toshinori actually says, now you remember to tell me? And then he says, you never asked. And he's kind of right, because, you know, Toshinori also didn't actually get to see that insides that much, he actually, apparently saw that only one time, so yes, obviously, he would never think to ask, but when Deku comes out and tells him that, then he's kind of like, okay, let's go ask. So, it was really interesting that, you know, Nana Shimura also saw something. She also saw someone inside that, and that the guy inside said, it's not yet done. It's not ready. Not yet. Then we see Deku trying to attack Monoma with his flicking finger, his face is getting all red, I'm guessing based on the art, it seems like it's red, a lot of red, and as soon as he's trying to let go of his finger to, you know, flick and use his move, then things don't really go his way, we see something really weird. Suddenly, his arm opens up, apparently, and some dark things come out, as soon as Gran Torino says, not yet. Now, what are the theories here? What do we think is happening? Well, like I said, I called it. Something is going on regarding one for all. I'm telling you guys, one for all isn't who we think he is. Now, my idea is that maybe, this is another theory that I think, um, you know, it's, kind of refined after seeing this episode. I think that maybe there never was a brother. Maybe All for One was the original user and you know just gave it to someone because he didn't care and then you know these things happened. But this doesn't get crazy just yet. As you know All for One is the original creator of One for All. So obviously he will have had access to One for All as everybody else did. Now, my idea is that that guy that they see inside One for All is definitely All for One. And whether he's able to talk to his brother or not, I think that, you know, he basically can see the insides of the One for All and control it if needed. Like I said in my previous episode. He can definitely see who or what is using one for all. He can actually read those energy readings. He knows where they're going. And that's why he knew Izuku Midoriya is the new user, which he shouldn't have known, but he knew. Now, of course, all of this seems really... Um, weird and maybe you know I'm not, I'm not able to prove it but let's talk about what happened at the end well basically the arm that you see is the right arm the very arm that izuku has a lot of problems with that you see he had a huge chunk of it removed he has to wear support for it and as soon as this uh, black thingies come out if you know this, you can actually see that it's very close to the part where um, Deku's arm had been ravaged. It's not coming from the tip of his fingers or whatnot. It's coming from his arm. You know, the, uh, the top half, like close to the shoulders. Maybe in the middle, if you want to be more exact. So, it's weird. Why should it come from that part? Of all the places. So, two things can happen here. One, All for One is actually trying to control Izuku. That's why everything's happening. I mean, as soon as you know, you see that you know, these energies are gonna come out, they're gonna grab him, control him, or maybe even try to kill him. We don't know. It certainly doesn't look like those things All for One had to activate quarks or whatnot. Those looked um, strange and kind of futuristic, you know, red and black. It looked like, you know, um, extra spider limbs that looked futuristic. Now, this isn't that. If you look at it closely, it's it's not that. It's like a goo or something. Now, like I said, two things are happening. One, All for One is actually trying to control Midoriya, which would explain why at the prison, you know, he, um, he says, I'm talking to my brother and whatnot. He's trying to control him, and maybe he succeeds. We don't know. Now, something else that's really cool and can be happening is that maybe his older quirk that we theorized is activating. Now, this quirk can be regeneration that we thought it would be. It makes sense. I even have a very good theory on that as to how it is possible that it's actually, you know, Izuku's. So... If it is regeneration, it's a kind of a weird thing, but two things can be happening when it comes to that. One, the body is trying to heal itself, and that's how it looks when it's trying to you know, regenerate. It looks weird as shit. Two, that is the regeneration quirk, however, that is also one for all escaping from the body. It seems like maybe the body is not possible to have two quirks at the same time. You may remember that, that we've been told many times that having two or more quirks at the same time destroys the body, hence the Nomu. So yes, that's, that's also one of the reasons why I thought everyone who had one for all was quirkless. Because it's not possible to have two quirks at the same time and stay sane. Many people think that Toshinori also has a secret quirk that makes him go in his muscly form. I don't think so. I mean, it's very difficult to think about it like that because, as far as we know, it's not possible to have two quirks at the same time and not go insane. If you're going to fight me on this and say that Todoroki has it, Todoroki's quirk, yes, it might look like two quirks, but in definition of his DNA, it's only one. His whole body has one quirk, half hot, half cold. To us, who have seen people use only ice or only fire, it looks like two quirks. But it's not. It's actually one quirk. And basically, his body realizes this. That's why he can actually, you know, control them a little bit. So I don't think that, you know, that quirk is going to help. Now, something else that can happen is that, you know one for all again can't be controlled like that and it's maybe trying to escape not escape completely but hitting deku as hard as possible now this is my prediction for the next chapter i'm not go overboard with theories this time because at this point it just seems more fun to let things just happen now my idea is that you know as soon as this thing happens, Deku's eyes are gonna go white and he's gonna scream at top of his lungs. Manoma's gonna be seriously shocked as to what the hell is happening, and then we're gonna see, you know, Deku just, you know, go nuts. He's losing it. He's getting crazy, he's in intense pain, and those black fingers are trying to control him. Now nobody can help him. This is my theory. Nobody in that class or anywhere can help him. However, I think Shinso will run to Deku because of All Might. All Might will ask him to go and control him, which would be weird to everyone. Now, this is, again, where I think things can get very interesting. Once All Might actually asks Shinso and Shinso tries to control the mind, Shinso sees the insides of One for All and that secret power and whatnot. And maybe Shinso helps Midoriya to survive, maybe he helps him, um, you know, defeat whoever is inside that one-for-all, controlling Midoriya or hurting Midoriya, and that may be why he actually can come to, you know, the hero course, because he saved this guy. Now, something that is important to note is that if Shinzo actually does that, then this means that the secret is out. Now, we have to think that Shinzo likes to keep the secret. And if he does keep the secret, that would be amazing because he would be a great guy. But otherwise, he can actually be a dick and just tell everyone that, hey, I saw one for all. This is what's happening. But I don't think he'll be that kind of a dick. So, that's what I think is going to happen. I think that Midoriya might not actually be controlled um completely like you know he's trying to refuse it fight it back but it's not really working you know i think things are gonna get seriously interesting so again we're not gonna try to you know make much theories here i do have one other theory i think it's a little bit crazy but hear me out this is a short one i think manama is all for one's son all for one has been alive for a long time so I do think that maybe he has one kid at least? And Manama's quirk is copy. He copies things. Like All For One steals those quirks. So it makes sense that someone's quirk who was that powerful can't completely transfer to a new kid or basically does so in a weird way. So Manama also can copy quirks just like his dad, apparently. And the thing is that he can't keep them for a long time. That It might be a stretch to think that one uh, that Manama can be a descendant of All for One or even his son. I mean, he this guy has been alive for a long time. So Manama can be his grandchild, can be his direct son, can be anything. So don't go thinking that that's not entirely possible given the similarities. Then we see the mannerisms how he acts, how crazy he sometimes is, and how he thinks about heroes and people with power and whatnot. It's kind of weird. It's not normal for a kid like this. Next thing that I think might be very interesting would be the fact that Monoma basically hates Class 1A to the bone. Now, I'm not saying just because of that he can, you know, be... Um, All for One's descendant or family member, whatever. But I'm thinking that basically if All for One were were his dad and, you know, he's trying to make his dad proud, that's why he keeps, you know, telling them um, where they're going, what's going on, and why Monoman never actually seems to get harmed in anything. But there is a big hole in this theory, and that would be how did even Monoma know that these guys were going to The mall, which was where Shigaraki uh, found them. So, maybe Manama is not the traitor at all. But still, I think he has a connection to um, All for One in a big way. So, those are pretty much it. I also have another theory that I'm going to share with you very soon. Now... You guys also go read chapter 210, uh, give me your thoughts and ideas, what do you think is gonna happen, should we even try to theorize, or just leave it for the next week, so that we can all be very surprised, because this is something that happens weekly, so no matter how much we theorize, it, it doesn't really matter what we theorize, I mean, as soon as it tries to gain traction, it just happens, unless we're, you know, going for the long haul. Alright then, so... Guys, thank you for joining. Also, My Hero Academia 2 Heroes will be released on Blu-ray 26th of March, I think, or it was 29th, I'm not sure. However, it seems like it's far away, March. The movie was released in September, for God's sake. Seven months later, almost, not almost, more than half a year you will get to experience the movie. Now, why, why does this suck? Because I, I, in my country, I don't get to see any of these in the theaters. And if I want to watch them, I have to wait until the Blu-ray releases. So that sucks. That means that most of the movies, I either have to watch them in low quality or basically just, you know, wait for the Blu-ray and avoid spoilers left and right. Which is almost impossible to do. I mean, for six months, you're just going to sit there and be like, so what is this spoiler people keep talking about? What sucks more is that Dragon Ball Super Broly is going to have the same situation for me as well. As much as I love to see that movie, I can't, and I have to wait. And given my luck, I think it's going to be get released in September for Blu-ray. <laughs> well, that's it. If you guys have watched My Hero Academia 2 Heroes, well, very lucky you. If you haven't, you have to wait until March, or better yet, April, because it's coming at the end of the March, um, so you can watch it in good, fine Blu-ray quality. Thank you guys for joining us. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I see you guys very, very, very soon. Trust me on this. See you guys.